In this episode, we discuss Dragon Ball Evolution, the movie that inspired Ben Stein to make his hit film, Dragon Ball Intelligent Design. Welcome to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy. Uh, I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Nigel Wood, tonight's guest, guest what, what host. host. Guest host. host. Wow, he did, he did like our job for him, Stuart. What, he introduced us, uh, he introduced himself as a guest. You you might, you know, that's not Stuart affecting an English accent. That's no. an actual, actually another person. Although it sounds shockingly like my, my Daniel Craig accent. <laughs> hello, hello. Apples and pears. Sure. Man, I'm getting homesick to stuff. Uh, I know, I'll try. Yeah, Daniel Craig, of course, talks entirely in Cockney rhyming slang. Uh, which I, I would try to affect, but I'm not uh, smart or funny enough to do that. So, I, I did think you were down with Craig when you answered the door. Actually. I know, right? Yeah. It's because I, I, I had my shirt off. Totally ripped. Yeah, yeah shredded up. Now, uh, Nigel, you're, you're Stuart's boss. He did, was my boss. Oh, was your In boss. a former life, yes. <laughs> okay. I, not now, now, now he's a transporter. What? Now he's a transporter like Jason Statham. Never look at the package. Yeah, he never looks at the package. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought he was your current boss, in which case I was going to ask him whether, A, you were trying to suck up to him by having him as a guest, <laughs> or B, he had compelled you to have him as a guest. No, I'm, I'm trying to get him into bed, Dan. Oh, okay. And I thought maybe getting him on our popular podcast yep. where we review bad movies. Feed me a couple of weak beers. Yeah, feed take. him a couple of Miller High Lives. How's it going so far, Nigel? Is it... he's, he's looking better all the time. M- Miller High Lives. <laughs> yeah. Miller High Lives, yes, indeed. Um, well, guys, Stuart, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen you. Uh, yeah. Stuart, it's and been... This, this is the first time you met Nigel. Yeah. Yep. It's been half a month since I've seen you. It's been never since I've met Nigel. I just I've got one question. What's up? That I need to ask you. Sure. Did you hear about the Morgans? <laughs> uh, after what fashion, Dan? <laughs> well, uh, from what I hear, um, they had to go into the witness relocation program, and uh, are, you, are you getting paid to plug for the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I, I that, heard that stars a national treasure, a national treasure from England. Hugh Grant. Yeah, no, well, I heard that in that film, Hugh Grant is forced to go to a rodeo. Which seems how how like did that a, make you feel? Well, I mean, you know, we have rodeos all the time in England, so I mean, that's, that's pretty easy for it. Really? All right, well. Um, what do you ride, like like camels or zebras um, or something? Uh, yeah, um, usually uh, like uh, polo ponies. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> polo ponies, yeah, okay. And uh, corgis. <laughs> Little Welsh corgis. Little Welsh corgis. Wow. See, you're you're destroying all kinds of cherished uh, American stereotypes about uh, our uh, Bad our cousins, right across the pond. Yep. Uh, what else? Like actually, I, I, just I, that they don't like rodeos. Basically, I don't think I can drink this beer. It's not warm. Oh yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> another one. Right, I got it. That's good. Yep. Uh, guys, so we watched a movie tonight, Dan. Did we? Yeah, no, we did. Okay. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's already I watched, left my I watched, brain. I watched 90 minutes of random scenes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, most of the time I was looking at my phone or looking at the art you have hanging around your yeah. well-appointed home. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, Stuart said it was as if we were we put a DVD in and we hit shuffle more than we watched a coherent series of uh, dramatic events that moved from point one to point two and so forth. That's true. I would say it's a collection of scenes, but they weren't really scenes, actually. They were just shots of stuff happening. Yeah. Just a bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah. It was called Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay. Or, or Evolution, depending sure. on your pronunciation preference. Yeah. So is it about, uh, like, Charles Darwin's theory of evolution? Or... <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Do you want to recap the film for us? Maybe have Nigel do it? Uh... In, his, in, his, in his sultry baritone voice? <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to stop. <laughs> okay, so Dan goes. Uh, thanks. Yeah, sure. In Elliot's absence, uh, frequent Flophouse listeners know that Elliot is the best of all of us at being able to parse the plots of these movies. He's also the shortest. Yeah, it also it might have something to do with the fact that he stays the soberest while we're watching these films. But <laughs> Stuart, that's splitting here. Stuart is shaking his head. Surely not. But um, so this is a movie about a young gentleman who looks like Billy Boyd, uh, sure, Pippin from uh, the Lord of the Rings films, and uh, he lives in some indeterminate place. <laughs> Maybe Mr. Miyagi's house. Uh, yeah, maybe Asia, maybe America. Who knows? Um, he is Caucasian, but his grandfather is an Asian gentleman who has a merkin on his chin. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a. It's, I mean, it's like a blonde merkin. It's a soul patch that looks like a merkin. Yeah, I mean, it looks like carpet. Yeah, maybe he had like some cosmetic work, and they pulled the skin so tight it went all the way up to his chin. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Um, Wait, from his chest or from, from his from all pubis? The way, yeah, from all the way down. Sure, there. all the way down there. Uh, that makes, I guess, that makes sense. His That's, nipples would be on his shoulders. I yeah, it's <laughs> possible. Wow, that's really tight. Um, but uh, so he is. I mean, they didn't go into that in the movie, right? I didn't. I didn't miss that part. They didn't talk about his cosmetic work in the movie, right? No, that okay. was that was. That was a deleted subplot. That was assumed. <laughs> sure. okay. But um, I guess that Billy Boyd, as I will call him, was supposed to be a high school-aged person. Yeah, he goes he was to turning like... 18. That's oh, okay. On the kind of plop so he's, he's old enough to party. Yeah, I mean, it's confusing in that movie way that things are confusing when people are always playing below their ages. Uh, but uh, so he is a kung fu master because his uh, grandfather has taught him. But he's not allowed to use this because his grandfather does not want him raising his fists in anger against other people, I guess. Um, and so, but his grandfather gives him a Dragon Ball for his birthday. That's a pretty cool gift. <laughs> yeah, sure. What does it, it do? That's on my Amazon wish list. <laughs> I have watched the entire film Dragon Ball Evolution. I have still have no idea what a Dragon Ball is supposed to do. But he's given one. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know... He's a bit of a nerd at school. People think that he's a loser. Like a Peter Parker sort. Yeah, because he's not allowed to lo- use his powers. He gets you know. pushed around. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. great power comes great responsibility. Uh, but he he is in love with uh, Chi-Chi. Yeah, that's her name, Chi-Chi, right? Who is a... Um... Chi-Chi works at flash dances, doesn't she? <laughs> anyway. I think she does. She's an... When she's, she's a... not a karate-kicking mm-hmm. high school student, yep. by night she's uh, flash dancing... 
Mm-hmm. Wait, no, a dancer at Flash Dancers. But she's an Asian young lady. Yeah. Um, and like all Asian young ladies, she's also a kung fu master. But we don't learn about this until later. Um, and by the way, all the uh, the martial arts in this film is is centered around are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> They're all centered around chi, which I guess is a different way of pronouncing chi. Yeah, it's like magic, right? Sure. You, you you've studied you've studied it in the in the Orient, Nigel. <laughs> Uh, I don't like to talk about it. But yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you got me. Um, okay, it's a lot like he literally doesn't like to talk about it. That's it. Yeah, can't talk about that. Anymore. But um, sure. So uh, you know the Peter Parker esque character. You know he's he goes to a party uh, to meet with Chi Chi, and he manages to beat up a bunch of bullies by not touching them at all. Sure, like they, Gandhi. Yeah, basically compelling them to beat each other up. Just like God. Are, you are you comparing the beating up of five high school kids with the, the bringing down the British Empire? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, and when he gets home, he finds that his grandfather is near death. It's a very uh, Luke Skywalker and Star Wars sort of situation. Yeah, a fatal case of house collapsing on him. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he discovers that this is because of the Dragon Balls, some... There's an evil, uh, there's an evil gentleman by the name of Piccolo. Yeah, Lord Piccolo. The, the he has most a title, the most evil sounding name there could be, <laughs> the small flute in the orchestra, Piccolo. He looks like Jombie from uh, Pee Wee. <laughs> a little more. I mean, a little. I mean, he's got a body, unlike okay. Jombie. Who yeah, he's not confined he's a disembodied to head. a box. He's not in a box. Um, but, uh, so John B. Piccolo wants to take over the world, and he wants to get the Dragon Balls, so that's why, uh, Grandpa has to get out of the... Has to go. Has to go. Yeah. So, um, uh, Billy Boyd buries the grandfather, and mm -hmm. he comes back to his crushed house to find this, um, I mean, that's a good way of getting out, getting out of having to pay, like... You know, like oh, you, you know, funerals pretty expensive. Yeah, it's really expensive, and mm -hmm. I mean, he's eighteen. Like, he, I don't even think he has a job. He wouldn't be able to afford that. Yeah, I don't know how he's going to survive. Actually, after his grandpa, I mean, all gonna... his grandpa seems to do is like farm like oranges or something, and like <laughs> move his rocks around on yeah. the, in the garden, teach martial arts. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. but he doesn't do. It doesn't seem like he does that does professionally. professionally no. No. How do he pay for the cosmetic work? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maybe it was. Uh, I, I have no idea. I can't even begin to see. Maybe suggest. he had all seven of the Dragon Balls and he like he pawned them. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's actually a pretty good idea. But Billy Boyd comes back. <laughs> it's not Billy Boyd, by the way. I think I think he's the guy who starred in the hit film. Um, oh shit, The Invisible or whatever that uh, that shitty David Goyer film. I think that's what the, same the movie actor. about the little kid, the kid who gets killed and then he has to like. I think it's the right same the actor. Wrong. I might it's be like wrong. Lovely Bones, but with a high school kid. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but the guy who looks like Billy Boyd comes back home. We'll just keep calling him Billy Boyd. Yeah. That's good. And he finds this, um, this girl. I mean, his character's name is Goku, though. Goku. You can call him that. Goku. Despite being a con Caucasian gentleman, his name is Goku. I mean, his, his, his grandpa was Asian, right? Yeah, but yeah. he clearly has no Asian background. Yeah. Like, <laughs> racially, you can look at him and say that this man has been Caucasian for the last five Asian, or six generations. Yeah. Could be cosmetic work, though. We're, we're throwing cosmetic I mean, work around a lot here. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. But Goku returns home. He finds a sassy uh, lady in his house with a, a punk rock, uh, bright pink stripe in her hair. 
I think I think it's you blue. need to reevaluate your definition of punk rock a little. But that's well, it. she's got dyed hair. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And uh, one of the suicide girls is they waiting for him. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she she's is got there. Guns. Yeah, she's shooting up the place. She's looking for the Dragon Ball because she has some sort of like physics thing. She like I thinks it's know. like a source of power. Who the fuck knows? She has a Dragon Ball locator, by the way, which is like a Ghostbusters EKG meter or something. I thought it was PKE meter. PKE, yeah. EKG is an actual thing. <laughs> yeah, it's an electrocardiogram. Okay. Fair enough, Stuart. But, um, so, they team up for some reason after fighting. Um, in time-honored comic book tradition, they fight for a while, and then they decide that they're friends. Sure. It's like Wolverine and the Punisher. Mm-hmm. And then they use the... Oh, dr- without the charisma. <laughs> Then they use the Dragon Ball locator to find Chow Young Fat, who's the guy <laughs> who's doing this one as a favor to somebody. Yeah, uh, who, who's drunk somewhere? <laughs> who, who wears a lot of Hawaiian shirts? Waiting for they John find Wu him. To call they find him like unconscious, like smashed, covered in stroke yeah. bags. I mean, I don't quite <laughs> yeah. understand what the. Well, he's also supposed to be the guy who trained his grandfather, despite being several years younger. Obviously. Uh-huh. But, maybe, um, he used, maybe he used the key to keep himself young. Mm-hmm. But he's filling in the blanks for us. Yeah, I guess. But he's got another Dragon Ball. I don't know shit. And um, then they go out into the desert for some reason. And they reason. fight for a while too, right? Yeah, they, they fight for a while. They have to battle for a while. Uh, then they go out into the desert where they find uh, Chi-Chi, who sure. is in the middle of some sort of um, martial arts fight club, mm-hmm. preparing for a tournament. That sounds right. And uh, then I sort of missed something. The next thing that happened was they were down a, down, down a you hole. You might have been making popcorn. I was making popcorn at high. <laughs> yeah, they got they, they fell down a, a cleverly disguised hole that was made by this weird bandit character. About 3,000 3, years ago, because there was quite a bit of weathering on those walls. <laughs> yeah, <but> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, and he didn't really disguise it. Like They just fell, drove, drove right into, into a it. gigantic hole. I mean, I don't know. And then he, he tried to extort them to give them a, like a ladder. Uh-huh. Like He tried to get their car, but then... Somehow he they convince him to come down, and he drills through a rock wall with this weird, oh, right, right, right. this power drill. And, they, and yeah. because of the location, they, goes off saying there's another Dragon Ball. Yeah, which and is they now end the center up, of the Earth, I guess. They yeah. end up in the center of the Earth <laughs> because there's a bunch of lava. A bunch of people fight them, and an undetermined uh, roof. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like the fucking sky above them. It's like they're in fucking Mordor. So imagine a bunch of lava, and uh, they fight all these enemies. And the corpses of the enemies fall in the lava, and then Goku leaps across makes uh, a the lava, of the, makes yeah. a bridge of the corpses, uh, doesn't burn up, uh, jumps across them, finds another Dragon Ball, sure, and then they go out. So it sounds like he's got a lot of these balls by now. He's got a, he's got a shitload of balls. He's got he's got the hands all over him. Um, and again, you think that I'm just having a terrible time. Uh, synopsizing this film in Elliot's absence. But no, it, it was just the most disjointed narrative you can imagine. Um, and so then what happens, Stuart? Then, oh, oh, shit. The balls get stolen. Oh, the balls got Immediately stolen. Immediately after they find the ball in Mordor. Yeah. All the balls get stolen oh, by the yeah. chick in the leather cat suit. Yeah, but she like tricked him by like morphing into another chick, right? No, that was later. Oh, uh, okay. So she stole something. Then what happened? Well, there, um, yeah. Then later in, on, there is a point where the evil girl uh, takes the form of Chi Chi, yep. and fights Chi Chi. Sure, that makes sense. Runs off with all the Dragon Balls. There was that yep. scene where he kept the where he was trying to like set things on fire with his magic fireballs, and he wasn't doing a very good job until 
She uh, offered him a little bit of play. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, he had the incentive of potentially having sexual intercourse with Chi-Chi, and then he was very good at shooting fireballs. Yeah. Do you remember with, that, with, Dan? Yeah, with every fireball he was able to shoot, he would take another step towards her. Yeah, he was able to get a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Very Shakespearean, I guess, in that regard. Yeah. Um, so, so that happened. And, uh... But then she, when she was more, like, in that form, she stole all those balls, right? Yeah, she stole all the and dragon balls. Out. And, um... The evil grandpa-killing woman dressed as, uh, disguised as Chi-Chi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chi-Chi, steals the balls. Yep. Yeah. And, uh... And then our main character beats up the girl that he's in love with. Right. Because he thinks she's the evil girl or something. And in the meantime, also, the, um... Bandit character who had that hole has somehow become part of our hero team mm-hmm. yep. and is romantically involved with the girl with the punk rock pink stripe in her hair. Sure, and the 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 PKE meter, mm-hmm. yep. Dragon Ball locator. And then so then they all go into another deserty area. Sure, and they have a big fight, whereupon uh, Goku uh, turns into a demon. Yeah, I mean, it looks like kind of like a sad werewolf. Yeah, the secret, apparently the secret of Goku is that he was found as a youth and he was actually like this demon character, but uh, the goodness in his heart wins out and uh, he fights Jombie. Like nature versus nurture? Mm-hmm. Or nurture versus nature? Yeah. And at the end, uh, he defeats the bad guy and he gets all of the Dragon Balls together. Which allows him to bring Chao Yun Fat back to life, who had died in the middle of this uh, yeah, battle. Yeah, he got blown up battle. by like a like his his like little stove blew up. Or something, right? Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> his little magic stove exploded. So you you at home, you listeners at home, have long since paid stopped paying attention to what we were saying because <laughs> none of it makes any sense. And, and in that vo- sense, and our voices are lulling them to sleep. I would <laughs> yeah. imagine our sweet baritone voices, without um, Elliot's fast, whiny, high pitched voice. Yeah, to to act as the tweeter to our subwoofers. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but um, we in, in so much as we have confused you, we have accurately reproduced the sensation. Yeah. yeah, of watching Dragon Ball Evolution. Um. So this movie was based on a like a like a comic book or a cartoon or something. I think. I I guess like that was the thing. Like I, I came think so. to this. I mean, there's. I mean, I think it's based on a cartoon, right? They, they have, yeah, they have there's those. A, there's a cartoon. And I think there is a comic book as well. Okay. Yeah. So how do you feel it if the, if this is a movie that is based on a Japanese cartoon? How well do you think it captures the spirit of that? experience of watching a shitty Japanese cartoon. Well, I think it captured it excellently in the sense that whenever I come across like a lousy Japanese cartoon, I watch it and I start getting a headache and I have no idea what's happening. Well, it's probably because you're watching it while sitting upside down on your couch. Because <laughs> all, the, all the blood's rushing to your head, man. That's why you're getting a headache. I should, I should sit upright. Yeah, you're you right. should. I don't know what you're doing. But uh, <laughs> I feel confused. Sure. <laughs> I mean, this movie, this movie appeared to be several million dollars in the making. They but, threw some money at it, definitely. Yeah. yeah, but it was made clearly only for those people who were already familiar with the Dragon Ball concept. Like this was, or, or a child, maybe a child who just wants to see colors, because there's a lot of bright <laughs> colors in this movie. Well, it seemed like episode twelve 
of the Dragon Ball series. Like a Buckaroo Banzai type thing. Yeah. But not like they were doing that as an artistic choice, like Buckaroo Banzai, where they're like, you know what I really love is those old serials. I'm going to make a movie that feels like we're coming in in the middle. Like, this movie, like, actually was like coming in the middle, and they didn't bother explaining anything. But at least unlike Dragon Wars, we didn't have, like, 40 minutes of fucking exposition to begin the movie. No. All all read by... There was uh, about 30 seconds at the beginning, yeah. Yep, and then after telling us the history history of this story, they then had the the, the main character's grandfather say, the first rule is... There There, are no rules. There are no rules. (laughs) Yeah. Which I think kind of excuses the entire movie at that point, because (laughs) then you don't have to worry about any logic. There are no rules to movie making. (laughs) Yeah. Plot, who gives a fuck? Love Continuity. Interest, you can kick her in the face and she'll still love you. Yeah. The 180 degree rule. Mm-hmm. Not even that one. Wait, wait, what's the 180 degree rule? Well, you don't want to cut across the 180 degree mark. If you're editing a film, if you suddenly like flip the, the geographic location of someone inside the frame, that uh, creates a discontinuity in the viewer's mind, Stuart. And they broke that rule? I don't think that. I think that actually they probably, 180 degree rule was one of the things that they kept intact. Oh, that's good. The director, James Wong... Uh, he's made movies before. He's made movies before. He directed uh, Final is, Destination. Is James Wong uh, a 12-year-old boy? <laughs> uh, he could... I, I don't know, Dan. I mean, yeah, I don't... I, I guess I don't... I don't know I'm assuming not Wong. since he's a professional movie director. <laughs> I'm assuming not since he was a writer for the X-Files. And uh, since that oh, movie he was a writer for the X-Files. Was, that was a show that was on in the 90s, it that's, seems that's like. That's true. He'd maybe probably should, be a little maybe older. Maybe should call um, Dana and Scully and ask him what the hell went on for the last nine minutes. <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, Mul- wait, Mulder and Scully. Or oh, did you call Dana Scully? Oh, Dana Scully is the, is the girl's name. Jillian Anderson, right? Well, that's the actress's well, name. Nigel yeah. just wants to call Dana Scully. I mean, I mean Mul- I Mulder, you can take a leave. Yeah, I don't really care about him. Yeah, yeah just oh, call let's Dana. Call let's she's just call Dana Scully and get her over hotter. here. I mean, when she's 80 years old, she's going to be like... Beyond smoking. Have you seen her recently? Yeah, she gets hotter as she, she gets, gets older. older. And she yeah. gets, she takes her clothes off more often. Yeah, but she gets blonder as she gets older. I don't I don't care for that. Mm. Well, just like fucking wear, redhead. I mean, wear the, like red the, sunglasses. Do the, the car and the cuffs match? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I, she's doing more nudity. I mean, I'm curious. Mm. All right. You should check it out. All right, Stuart. Don't, don't give me those. Maybe she'll pose in a lad's mag. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe if we're lucky. get a Merkin from the same place that Grandpa got his. <laughs> That's a blonde Merkin, though. I don't want a blonde Merkin. It'd look weird with my hair and my chest hair. <laughs> so, Dan, you were talking about something. I don't think I was, but... Okay, so, yeah, I mean, it did kind of feel like watching a shitty Japanese cartoon. There was a lot of bright colors. There wasn't... They didn't really slow down to do anything, so it wasn't really boring. Um, there was a lot, like, it did feel like a bunch of really fast little stories, like little adventures, kind of like, uh, like a little video game. You know, sometimes when you watch, uh, a soap opera for so long and you can go away for two weeks and come back and you know what's going on. Yeah. Right. I didn't leave this couch once and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, it's like the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's fair. There's... Well, there would be scenes where you would feel like some sort of connective tissue had been eliminated. Mm-hmm. Like, as I said, the scenes where that guy who put them down that hole suddenly became part of their team, like a valued yeah. member of the like the group. Oh, speaking of, like, a team, <coughs> oh, you, okay. know who, you know who was in this movie? 
was, was okay. er- Ernie Hudson, okay. otherwise known as Winston Zedmore. Yeah, of he's the so, Ghostbusters. Yeah, team. yeah, absolutely. He's dead to me now. <laughs> sure, because he was a villain in this movie. Wait, he was a villain in this movie? He was a good Wasn't guy. He? Oh, well, he, he was, was a good, good guy. guy. He gave him the magic stove. He was the. He was the master, wasn't he? He was the mustard? No, he was the master. Okay, I thought you were like, well, he was the mustard in the sandwich. Yeah, he was the (laughs) mustard. He was mean mustard mustard. Yeah, he was the mustard. Yeah, like an integral part of the team, because like you can't have a good sandwich without mustard. I thought that's what you were meaning. Yeah. Maybe not. (laughs) Just trying to say master. Oh, okay. This is, uh, this is an indication of how incomprehensible the movie was at many points. I couldn't tell whether Ernie Hudson Was was a good guy or a bad guy. Okay, I guess I, I guess that's a fair critique of the film, Dan. <laughs> um, Ernie Hudson has what? What was the last movie he did before this? The Crow. Um, well, he must have been something past the Crow. I uh, the hand that rocks the cradle. He replaced Keith David as uh, the dad of one of the characters on uh, Psych, a show that I watched for a couple of seasons and then stopped watching uh, thereafter. Okay, um, so he's getting work, so he doesn't have he a the real, occasional work. I mean, yeah. he doesn't really have an excuse here, or I mean, this is a speaking part. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe him and Chow Yun Fat got busted with like a car full of guns or something, sure. or drugs. Or, David Carradine's corpse, or maybe yeah, David Carradine's corpse, <laughs> Brittany Murphy's corpse. <laughs> maybe each of them was like, you know, one of them was like, I get to work with Chow Yun Fat, and the other one was like, I get to work with Ernie Hudson. <laughs> Yeah. It was like a gift of the Magi sort of situation. Absolutely. And I don't really think you read that story correctly. <laughs> I think I understand <laughs> it. I think I get the gist of it. Yeah. I watched, uh, I saw Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, so I got a version of the story. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Dragon Balls. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't really get it. Um, I guess it's like a big deal in, in Japan. Like, I mean, I've heard like I've heard of the thing, and there's probably video games based on this shit. Yeah, only like card game. There's a whole thing. There's a whole industry. Yeah, Dragon it's Ball, like uh, it? like the Pokemon and. Yeah, well, I assume that any Japanese, um, you know, any Japanese craze has some sort of card game involved in it. Yeah, I, I it all seems based around. I mean, what we should ancillary products that you can purchase. Yeah, I mean, we should pause our podcast and go into a Barnes and Noble, and I'm sure Mm -hmm. we would see like a ton of outcast-looking kids wearing trench coats sitting in the aisles reading the graphic novels, and we could ask them the how accurate the film is. Was Dragon Ball the? There was one um, uh, Japanese cartoon that I watched uh, just out of curiosity. I'm like, okay, this is a big thing. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to see it. Sure. Like. Dragon Ball might even have been the one. Like, there was one that I watched where it wasn't even didn't even have like the level of Pokemon, where like the Pokemon is like the show, and then you've got a card game relating to the show. Okay, there was one where the cartoon was literally people playing a card game. I don't, I don't, th- I think that was Yu Gi Oh, Dan. Oh, Yu Gi Oh. That's Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. I don't understand. How can they fucking get away with that? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not. It's like it's well, at least Transformers. Like the toys are in the show, like battling games. Right. I mean, it's not yeah, like it's a, a world poker championship. <laughs> it like kind of is like a game. <laughs> it is yeah. kind of like that. Oh man, that makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, that doesn't really make a story. Yeah, I mean, I guess the world poker championship has its own story. Sure, but we didn't really. We did. I mean, a better story than what we watched tonight. 
Oh, it hangs together better. Yeah. My favorite part in the movie, here's here's my memories of the movie, is after <laughs> is at the end where um, you know, our main character has kicked his love interest in the face and knocked her out. And then he has been uh, resuscitated with magic, and then he defeats the bad guy and, you know, saves the world. He then goes back uh, to, you know, woo her again. And the first thing he says is, oh, uh, I'm so sorry. I was in the heat of battle. I didn't know it was you. You. (laughs) (laughs) Which, come on, guys. We've all been there, you know. Sure. We've all used that excuse. It's how that word for word. Like, baby, I don't know. It was in the heat of battle. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, I think the highlight for me was uh, Ernie Hudson's eyebrows. <laughs> those are pretty awesome. Do you think those were natural or I, I think they CGI? Are, yeah, I think they're natural. Yeah. CGI like George Lucas's kids <laughs> <laughs> or his beard. Uh, no, I think his beard's would, real. His, his hair is probably. Wouldn't fake. he CGI that goiter thing that he's got going on? Is it just me or does everyone he's else? He's got a just, waddle. He's got. That's quite. That's. I think that goes beyond yeah. that. That's. Uh, no, I mean that's it, like a big. It's like a baby. Yeah, he's got plenty of money. Well, like, it's like, it's like a rooster level of waddle that he has. Yeah, but it looks like full. It looks like something grown in there. <laughs> yeah, maybe there is. Maybe there's Gungans living in there. Yeah. Or it's full of midichlorians. Yeah. It could George. be full of midichlorians. <laughs> yep. George Lucas, if you're listening, we're worried about you. Get that thing, <laughs> yeah. see it get thing checked out. Yep. I, don't, I don't know if uh, you haven't looked in the mirror or anything, but that's not natural, okay? <laughs> You really should go to a doctor. <laughs> so wake up call. <laughs> that's uh, hey. that's your health health knocking on that door. You should oh answer it. Absolutely, guys. Do you think we have anything more to say? About no, are we almost done talking about this fucking? Movie? I was thoroughly confused from start to finish. Um, but I mean, it it went pretty fast. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it, I think that we can make, I think we can make our judgments. We can on make a movie. final judgment on it, huh? The categories are okay yeah. for our judgments. This is a good bad movie, a bad bad movie, or a movie that you actually kind of liked in some way. Okay, can you clarify good bad movie for me? A good bad movie is a movie that, in its badness, it is funny and enjoyable. Okay. So you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. Okay, you want to go first? Do I want to go first? I, I'll no, I'll go first. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna go bad, bad movie on this one. Um, you know, even though I think it's actually kind of effective at what it's trying to do, uh, I didn't really actually enjoy any of it. And even though it went pretty fast, you know, it's not yeah, not for me. It was clearly designed for somebody with no attention span. Nigel, I think I think I'm gonna have to go for bad, bad as well. Um, as much as I enjoy. Um, you know, twenty something girls with low cut tops doing kung fu. You know, you can't polish a turd, and, uh, <laughs> and that for me. Uh, Did you use that line when you met your wife too? <laughs> that's that was the clincher. That's what that's what that's what sealed the deal. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I was thoroughly confused. It stunk. I. Uh, you gonna shake shake the boat? I'm gonna totally shake the boat. I'm gonna go totally crazy. I kind of like this movie. Oh my god, 360. <laughs> I didn't think it was... Now, like, I didn't think it was good, but I I, I wouldn't put it as, like, a good-bad movie because I, I wasn't, like, laughing at it. But I kind of enjoyed its craziness. Okay. Like, the fa- like if I was 11 years old, I would think this movie was awesome. And the, and the narrative problems wouldn't bother me at all. Yeah. And as an adult, the, the lack of any traditional narrative... 
kind of, <laughs> kind of simulated some sort of mood altering drug in a way. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, so it was like a, it was like Charlie's Angels full throttle. Yeah, it's like if I'm not on board with what's happening now, it's going to change totally in five minutes. So who cares? <laughs> yeah, sure. And uh, it's kind of like when you go out to the club and you hit on a whole bunch of different women, and you're just like, well. I'm going right. to have a good time with one of them. It's exactly like that, Stuart. That's an experience yeah. I'm very familiar with, having sure. been uh, engaged right out of college. But um, Sure. Thanks for the uh, backstory, dude. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Exposition. Yeah, on a certain level, I enjoyed the, the, the strangeness of it. Which is weird, because I'm on record as being a really like not a fan at all of Japanese animation. Sure, um, but somehow w- once you translate that Japanese animation style into live action, there's something I enjoy about. Yeah, because you like Speed Racer too, right? I did like Speed Racer. Yeah, and that's that was Japanese, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was Stuart. Good, good job. I don't know. It good job kinda, identifying. It kind of reminded me of Tintin a little bit, and that's not Japanese. Sure, that's that's Belgian. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. Okay, guys. So well, it wasn't one of the. It was only half Belgian, wasn't it? Wasn't it Belgian or French? I th- yeah, I mean, it's it's probably One French. of them was Belgian. I think it's the artist was Belgian. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. You you would know better as... Uh, well, I'm closer to France. Sure. Belgium, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, not right now. No, I mean, you're in, you're <laughs> not, in, not you're physically. in America. <laughs> but spiritually. spiritually. Yeah, spiritually, yeah. sure. Spiritually, yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's Dan here. If you like listening to The Flophouse, why not visit us on the web at www.flophousepodcast.com, where you can find show notes, videos, fan art, and links to Wikipedia synopses of all the Flophouse films, so you can play along at home. If you're looking for more Flophouse stuff, check out our Facebook page, where you can discuss the show with other fans, or subscribe to our Twitter feed at The Flophouse Pod. Your support helps us build an audience, so if you like the show, why not vote for us at Podcast Alley, or subscribe to the show on iTunes. And while you're there, take a moment to write a review. Links for everything can be found on the webpage. Lastly, we love hearing from you, so if you have thoughts, feedback, or suggestions, let us know at theflophousepodcast at gmail.com. Now back to the show. This is the point in the show when, to prove that we're not assholes who just hate unreservedly. Yeah, well, I mean, you're definitely not because you, you love this movie. <laughs> right, it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I gave it five it. stars. Yeah, I'm going to buy it for you now. <laughs> sure. I'm going to get you the, the t-shirt and uh, the card game. <laughs> I'm going to get him the outfit that uh, the, the kid wore at the end. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Goku's battle outfit. Goku's I'm going to get the haircut. <laughs> yeah, so you look like those those kids that wear Naruto headbands mm-hmm. around out in the street. Yeah, but for you it's guys, part of genuine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you'd wear it every time we. For you that. guys, though, oh. to not to not seem like assholes, we have to have some positivity. Oh sure, we have to yeah. ma- make some recommendations. Talk about movies we actually liked. Sure, absolutely. Uh, okay, so this is the point in the movie where we do that. Wait, the point in the podcast because this isn't a movie. <laughs> Right, I, it's more. I don't, know, it's I, don't, I don't know what's going. I don't know anything anymore. I like to think. I like to think this is a movie of our lives, Stuart. Oh, uh, that we're living in. Sure, uh-huh. yeah, that makes sense. Okay, I'll, I'll go first. Um, 
Yesterday I watched, uh, I, you know, I, I put on the old Netflix, watch instantly, you know, and I watched Dream a Little Dream. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Are you going to recommend that? I'm going to recommend That's Dream a, a Little Dream. Yep. Um, there's, there's Jason reasons. Jason Robards? Yeah, Jason Robards. Amazing. Piper Laurie? Come wow. on. Forget about it. Um, I'm not just going to recommend it because it's got a, you know, it's got a killer soundtrack. I'm not just going to recommend it because there's a lot of shots of girls in, uh, in leotards, uh, hanging out at gym, like doing dance numbers. Although I do support any movie that features a lot of eighties chicks wearing leotards. Um, but I'm going to recommend it because Corey Feldman has the craziest Michael Jackson outfits the entire movie. Like, this entire movie, he is trying so hard to look like and act like Michael Jackson. It's fucking crazy. Complete with the end uh, credits where he and Jason Robards do a dance-off because they're, you know... You know, it's all about them switching places and shit or something. Mm -hmm. um, but there's this really awesome Corey Feldman pretending to be Michael Jackson dance <laughs> bit that is totally worth watching. So if you are bored, go on your little Netflix computer thing... Click on Dream Little Dream, hit play now or whatever, and watch the shit out of that. Wow, you are like a tech guru. <laughs> I am. I instructions. Am. So, yeah. Nigel, do you have a recommendation? I, I certainly do, yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty guilty these days of, uh, of missing movies at the theatre. And one, one of my biggest regrets this year was District 9, which I finally got around to watching this, uh, this week. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was, uh, it was just... Uh, you know, it was nonstop. It was, it was an interesting movie in that uh, it didn't uh, it didn't try and go for the uh, the the kid audience. You know, it's an R-rated sci-fi movie, um, so it was great to see people exploding. Uh, it was good <laughs> to see uh, gore, so it's good. To, I don't know how much influence Peter Jackson actually had on it. He's got a producer credit, um, but uh, you know, I think I, I definitely felt a little bit of uh, his early <laughs> movies in there. There was plenty of uh, exploding, exploding people, dudes. So yeah, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't love it as much as everyone, but I appreciated that it had that sort of like, it had that Peter Jackson spirit, and also had kind of the, a little more of the '80s sci-fi spirit. Like it felt kind of like Robocopy in certain parts. Uh -huh. And I, I also like that it was like partly because it's set in South Africa, it felt a little more. I'm not gonna say exotic, but a little more like believable in some ways. Like I don't know. I'm a little more sci-fi because it's in a world that I don't understand. I just thought it was. I just thought it was a little edgier than you know. Yeah, sci-fi oh, yeah, fairies. Definitely. Uh, you know, it wasn't quite so cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I keep comparing it to Children of Men because it's a sci-fi movie. You know, for for us adults, mm -hmm. close to my heart. Really. <laughs> adults like we're adults. Stupid. We're adults rule and kids suck. <laughs> or kids drool. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's one one example. <laughs> That's words put together into a sentence, Dan. <laughs> Rhyming words, even. Sure. Um, so we have, we've recommended Dream a Little Dream. <laughs> to uh, recap. Yeah, to recap. Dream a Little Dream, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, I believe it was uh, Oscar nominated. <laughs> I don't. Uh, District I don't, 9, I don't, which, uh, you know, has gotten some pretty good critical success and obviously financial success. <laughs> Dan, what, what are you going to recommend? Well, you know what? I this is going to sound like such a qualifier, but I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of movies because sure. uh, I did a lot of traveling over the holidays. You're not just going to look at your shelf and pick a DVD. That you no, have. I'm like I, but like The OC or something. <laughs> yeah, I recommend the film The OC based on the television show of the same name. 
And yes, I have season one of the OC I'm not, on DVD. I'm not making any judgments, really. Um, I mean, Nigel is. <laughs> sure. But, um, <laughs> yeah, he was making fun of you when you were in the bathroom. Oh, God. Uh, but I, uh, I did watch a screener of Crazy Heart. Uh, over the Christmas holiday. Wait, is that that, that that Indian movie with uh, Val Kilmer? <laughs> no, that's Thunderheart. Oh, okay. Crazy Heart is the film starring Jeff Bridges as a down and out country singer. And that's wait, that's not the movie where Christian Slater has the monkey heart. <laughs> that's uh, Untamed Heart. Oh, okay. Uh, Crazy Heart is about a, a drunk. Can I join in with this? <laughs> sure. Mickey Rourke is like another. Angel? That's <laughs> yeah. uh, Angel Heart. Uh, uh, um, anyway, uh, I don't think he's an angel in that movie. I think I'm misreading the movie. I just tried to get Angel Heart in somehow. <laughs> no, I think he goes to hell in that Does movie. He? Yeah, when he gets tricked by Lewis Cipher. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can tell that that's Lewis Lucifer. Oh, I see. What you yeah, did, Lewis yeah. Cipher. It's pretty Cypher. clever, right? Yeah, it's pretty clever. Okay, Rob, Robert De Niro with long fingernails. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> now, Crazy Heart. Stars Jeff Bridges as a down and out alcoholic country singer, and um, as a as a film as a story, it's a little conventional. But in terms of the performance, uh, Jeff Bridges as always is excellent, and uh, you know it's it's a fun movie and uh, it's got some good music. Jeff Bridges plays his own guitar and sings his own songs in it, uh, like so, an Iron Man. Yeah, exactly like an Iron Man. <laughs> Oh man, his song "I'm Obadiah Stane" <laughs> was was fantastic, sure. um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, so uh, I will recommend that. Okay, Crazy Heart, Crazy Heart, not Untamed Heart, Angel Heart, or Thunder Heart. No, okay, not. But I mean, I would not Hearts in Atlantis. I um, might recommend the three, the first three. I wouldn't recommend Hearts in Atlantis. <laughs> okay, wait, is that a movie or just a book? Hearts in Atlantis? No, that was totally a movie. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was in it. Oh, weird. Okay. Um, yeah. So what else do we do now? Do we have viewer mail or anything? Not this week, guys. Oh, uh, okay. This is our first one uh, that we did in 2010, huh? Yeah, the year we made contact. Or the year <laughs> yeah. we make contact. Yeah, sure. How long have we gone to? Oh, we have two more years until the world comes to an end, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to find out about that. You're going to see that movie later. Huh? I'm going to see that movie on Thursday. So uh... so we completed an entire decade of the Flophouse. The, the aughts. No, I don't... I, the aughts are done. I, we did not start in 2000. Oh, okay. <laughs> we uh, this, this podcast has been around for a little over two years. Oh, wow. But, um... Time flies, you know. How many episodes is that? Um, fewer than you might think. Because uh, we do it bi-monthly. 50-something? 50, 50 yeah, it's. Uh, I think this might be fifty-two or something like that. Yeah, well, I'm sure that will the people listening to this on their iPod will look at the episode number and write in and say, "No, you were wrong." So people actually listen to this. You don't just record oh, yeah. these and then put them in your last in your episode. Safe. The last episode, five hundred people downloaded in the month that we released it. You know why though? Because it had Wolverine in the title. Yeah, that's true. That's why nerds love Wolverine. Everyone loves Wolverine. Women do too, because because uh, Hugh Jackman's really handsome. Mm-hmm. And they like people with uh, women love uh, long uh, adamantium claws. <laughs> That's what those are made out of. I thought they were made out of like steel or something. But adamantium, huh? Okay. <laughs> You're just saying that because uh, Elliot's not here to walk in and correct us like he I did thought, on the Daily Show. I thought if I said something, he would appear magically. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, um, 
We should sign off. Okay. I'd like to thank uh, Nigel for stepping in. It's been my pleasure. Uh, Providing a little bit of culture, sure. my dad. <laughs> Lending his... Uh, I, like to, I like to think I had a touch of class. Yeah. Sure. That's, how does it feel to live in a country where just having an accent makes people assume that you have a certain amount of... Uh, make, people think you're 10% smarter than they are with the accent. Unfortunately, it doesn't work in New York City because really? there's so many... There are so many... The place is lousy with Brits. Anywhere else in uh, the country, you're tripping over Poon. But here, there's millions of, there's millions of us. So. I don't know. I'm, so getting, I'm getting like lost rats. in your eyes right now. I don't... <laughs> it's the accent that does that. Yeah. Well, uh, guys, for the Flophouse. Sure. I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. And I've been Nacha Wood. Good night. Thanks. Yeah, Good tripping evening. over Poon. I fucking hate that shit. Sure, you what you fell for him? Like, I fell for him. I fell for him. <laughs> like, like on a date? Yeah. Think you want to take him out on a date? Go, go steady. The mean ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you look like the type that go, really goes for the bad I boys. I go for the bad boys. I help it, you know. <laughs> you think you can straighten him out, right? That's the I thing. I can do it. I mean, he just no one understands him like I do. <laughs>